welcome back to another edition of Runs to A. I always say that, but welcome back. Um, we're excited about this one. This is our first time to have a former Arkansas player um, former made it to the NFL. Yeah, made it to the NFL. Now as a coach, we'll get into all that. But welcome, Chris Gregg. I guess we're gonna start at the beginning. You're from Pine Bluff, right? Well, really, I'm, I, you can say just southeast Arkansas, actually. I lived all over there. I've lived in Pine Bluff. I actually spent most of my time down there in uh, Warren or uh, Dumas. We yes. were going to ask that because you went to Warren High School, and we were, gonna, we were wondering how you ended up from Pine Bluff to Warren. Yeah. So. Once my dad and my mom got married, and my dad was a coach at the beginning, uh, for like the first few years and then uh he got into administration so he was a principal and so if you know anything about administration jobs come open and he was always up he eventually became a superintendent he's a superintendent now but when i was growing up he was a principal so uh i i, I started kindergarten in warren I, I lived in warren from uh kindergarten to about fourth grade i moved to uh to Pine Bluff after that for for a year. Then I moved to Newport. Actually, that's where I was born, Newport, Arkansas, up in Northeast Arkansas. That's where my mom and my grandmother are from. And I lived up there for a little bit. Then I lived in Dumas from junior high through 10th grade. And then I moved back to Warren. Holy cow. All the moving. <laughs> yeah, I moved around a lot. And your dad was the head coach at Warren at, at one point? No, he was uh he may have been head coach of ba uh, baseball and tennis, okay. but he was coach on the football team. He coached uh on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. He was head coach of tennis. Yeah, he may have been. He was pretty good at tennis back in the day. Won a state championship too. Oh, nice. You Did you ever play tennis, or was it nah. just football for you? Nah, nah. He he hadn't played since then either. But no, I did not. <laughs> was football your only sport growing up? No, I played every sport, whatever season it was. That was uh kind of how I grew up. Yeah. I, baseball season, I played baseball. If it was basketball season, I played basketball. When I was old enough to do track, I was in track. I did. I, I did it all. You did it all. When did you know that football was going to be your your main sport? Probably uh, when I moved back to Warren my junior year. Uh, I was kind of hitting a growth spurt at that time and body was kind of developing and then uh actually when I moved back I didn't really know if I was going to get to play receiver I actually started off playing on the defensive side of the ball because of course Warren was loaded already but yeah. uh some guys was missing time and uh, I got some time at receiver at 707 during that first summer and uh that's when I kind of got my name out there a lot of the coaches and stuff were coming to look at uh Greg and Jay and then I end up performing pretty well. So uh, that's really kind of how I got on the map. Yeah, so you were there with those guys, right? Uh, right, right. Yeah, we are same age, same class. Uh, me and Jerry has probably been knowing each other a little bit before kindergarten. Our families are kind of close. Uh, so we've been, we've been knowing each other forever. And Greg, I think, may have moved to Warren maybe like first or second grade. So we all been together since then, even that's though I moved awesome. a while, but we all been in contact. It's it's not too it's like living in northwest Arkansas kind of autos down there, they kinda of close to close knit. Mm. So was it a package? Did, did y'all know y'all wanted to go to Arkansas growing up in Arkansas, that being the only team in Arkansas? 
did y'all did y'all all know that y'all wanted to go there? Uh, not really. No, no, no. Really? Actually, growing up, uh, Jarius's family was kind of an Arkansas fan. My family was not really an Ar- Arkansas like football fan family. Uh, right. they were kind of middle of the road. Pat, like I said, my dad was a coach, so he didn't really like fan out for. And he didn't grow up like going to uh actually we like you say where we from we went grew up we only went to UAPB games so that's okay. where my ooh, so yeah I grew up going to those college games before I started getting recruited so that was the only college games that uh that I really had went to. And then when y'all know y'all committed to Bobby Trina right? Yeah, we we did. Well, no, actually, we committed to Houston Nut. We did. Me, me, me. Yeah, I think all three of us committed to Houston Nut before uh, all of that stuff happened. And then, and then Bobby came. How was that? How was the culture change between those two? That had to been wild. I mean, we really didn't uh, know. We just knew that Arkansas seemed to be on a good trajectory uh, with Darren McFadden and what all he had did, and Mm -hmm. we guys. You know, once you get to that level and you start getting recruited, you start somewhat thinking about the NFL. But we just really wanted to play in the SEC. We just thought that was the the best thing in the world to do. So we were going to try to go to any SEC school that would that would offer us. But when it all came down to Arkansas, I mean, Coach Nutt and his staff they just kind of loved on us and and. Like I said, I got my scholarship when I, that's uh, my senior going into my senior summer at a camp. Him and Coach uh, Coach David Lee and Tim Horton, they all you know love what I was doing at the camp and and, and like what I they saw on film and that's how that happened. But when Coach Petrino got the job, of course we knew that Houston Nut ran the ball a lot, but we mm-hmm. knew we were thinking already like we're coming in here. Is you know what I'm saying stuff gonna change with if they get us on the field together. We we already had that mindset of <laughs> of course trying to get Joe and we knew how Dennis Johnson was and D. Anthony Curtis and all of us guys that were from down in the south part of the state. Like we kind of knew about each other, playing against each other all growing up. So I was actually in school during those days, so that was that was very fun as a student watching though. Does I Joe or the Sorry, the Joe uh, touchdown on Tennessee punt return. I was at the game, loudest I've ever heard the stadium. Yeah, that, that was, was insane. A, yeah, Joe. Joe was one of my really good friends. Uh, yeah, that punt return. It was a. Uh, <laughs> it was, I was on the sideline saying no, 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 no. Yeah, everybody was. Yep. Yeah, that was yes, one yes, of yes. those plays. It was one of those plays. Yeah, you were one of the first like tight ends. You know, you came in after DJ Williams. It was like DJ Williams, you, and then a little break, and then Hunter Henry, Jeremy Sprinkle, CJ O'Grady. Like, tight ends were huge and like a huge factor in our game during that time. And you were, yeah, you started the tight end, you do like the tight end, you thing. Yeah, me and DJ kind of took that over uh, once we started playing together. Once I converted and came back from that first injury, Uh, I I already kind of saw in practice we were having a lot of success. And then uh, I did get hurt my true sophomore year. And once we started playing together in 2010, the year we went to the Sugar Bowl, uh, it was kind of like a a real tandem when me and him, we could put some pressure on some defenses. Then the other guys we had outside, they put a lot of stress on defenses. Yeah, and you When did you know that tight end was going to be your main position? I was about to say, you came to Arkansas as a receiver, right? Not as a tight end. Right, right, right. Of course, down in Warren. 
we really don't have a, a tight end in that offense where we didn't back then. He kind of does now, but we didn't back then. So, but I was always the big blocking physical. I, blocking wasn't a thing for me. I kind of like blocking. And then I always had the frame where, like I say, once I didn't really start developing until late 10th, 11th grade. So people started looking at my frame. And even when Bobby Petrino came for his in-home visit, uh, he started, you know, telling me that, you know what I'm saying, depending on how you develop in the weight room, you could become like a hybrid H-back tight end type of player. And he he told me a guy to look up, a guy that he played with uh, – that he coached at Louisville who kind of did the same thing. And uh, that was back when he was coaching at Louisville and they were pretty good. I can't actually remember the name right now, but he was, he was, a, he was a pretty good age back for him back then in Louisville. So that kind of always stuck in the back of my head. So that's what, that reminds me of Trey Knox. That's what he's trying to kind of do. Came in as receiver building up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the same thing that's going on. It, it, it's been successful. Uh, if you can, you know, put on the weight and, and 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 do the blocking part. It's a lot different than playing receiver for sure, but it, it was a good transition for me. Mm-hmm. So what was it like playing under Petrino? And did you see him this past year whenever he came back to Fayetteville for the Missouri State game? Uh, I didn't get to see him. Uh, actually, uh, one of my college roommates who played safety uh, for the U of A, Tremaine Thomas, Yeah, uh, he was he was a pretty good safety, probably one of the top. I say he probably top. He's top ten safety for sure. But uh, he was. Uh, he's on this coaching staff. He coaches safeties for Missouri State. So uh, I, I got a chance to go by and talk to him. Of course, I'm coaching now too, so I'm kind of busy on Friday night. So yeah, yeah, we gotta ask about that. I had to get a chance to see him though. I didn't get a chance to speak with Bobby though. How is coaching going for you? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, it, it, it's fun. I like I like working with kids. It, it's yeah. been it's been challenging. A lot different coaching high school. Actually, I started in college when uh when I first retired from the NFL. Uh, I coached at the University of Memphis. Memphis, I was yeah. QC. Yeah, I was a QC there for a year. That was during the pandemic, and that gave me uh my first little bite, a little bug of of coaching, and I I liked it. Is that what you want to do? At the moment, right now, I think I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I'm not just going to say this. That's all I want to do. But, yeah. Did you know that you wanted to get into coaching after football? Or did that just kind of come? No, I kind of knew that I wanted to always try it. I knew. I thought that I would be pretty good at it. And once I started it, I kind of liked it. I really really like coaching. It's not anything bad. It's just a lot of work. It's more work than being a player. Or more preparation, and you know okay. you have to work more people than just yourself. So, you know it it, it 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 teaches you a lot. I bet. Yeah. So your senior year, you got injured, kind of before halfway through, right? Uh, yeah. I only played four games my last year here yeah. at Arkansas. So, what is it like, like going through something like that? You know, you just have to watch the team the rest of the way through, and you know you're a senior. How do you prepare for life after that? Yeah, that was uh pretty tough. Uh, you was know, that John L. Smith? That was John L. Smith's year. We were yeah. projected, you no, know, 
after that season we had went in the Cotton Bowl, we were projected to do a lot. And, uh, you know, we had that spring that happened with Coach Petrino. And then uh, the John L. Smith uh, season started. And uh, it was just a lot of things going on. We had a few injuries that happened in, uh, in that camp. Uh, then I end up going out the third game. I got hurt initially against Rutgers. And if you remember, that's the game Kobe broke the 300-yard. Yeah, we were going to have a field day on them. That's all I remember from that season. <laughs> we end up losing yeah. the We end up losing the game. And yeah, that was, I remember that. We had lost to ULM already. We had just played Bama and lost. And after that, I got hurt. I was kind of really – sort of focused on on, on on the draft at that point. The next step. I really was, but I was so dedicated and I really <laughs> wanted to play my guys. I ended up coming back and played a quarter, if you remember the old Miss game in Little uh, Rock. And uh, I ended up scoring a touchdown and everything. But right I before remember I, that perfectly, yeah. I kind of got hit the same way and kind of tweaked my MCL. That's what injury that was. I had an MCL and a bone. Yeah. And I kind of tweaked it again, and it really wasn't uh, – I really couldn't do much more. So you went from Houston Nutt to Bobby Trino to John L. Smith. Was John L. Smith just a joke playing for, to be blunt, I guess? Was it was it as bad as it looked on TV? I mean, I really don't think – it sure wasn't the same leadership as uh, when Bobby Petrino. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a joke. We wanted – we as players wanted John L. Smith because we knew that was a safe name, somebody that had been there. He wasn't going to really change the defense or change the offense. He wasn't going to bring new coaches in that right away. That was our okay. main. So that was our thinking. We wanted to keep everything. That makes the, sense. We were thinking just keep everything the same. And you know what I'm saying? The position coaches, the coordinators can just take care of their side of the ball and really hopefully nothing much changes. Yeah, let's grind this out together. What we got with who we got? Right, so. that was that our hope. We weren't thinking that Johnny L. Smith was gonna beat Bobby Petrino or anything. Right. We just wanted to stand in there and you know, hopefully, you know, he just Petrino worked for him, so he was under and worked for Petrino for a while. So he, he face, same kind of mannerisms and going through the day. He knew the type of schedule we were under, all of that. So that's what we were thinking of as players. And so the way it planned out, uh, it just didn't work out the, the, the way we want. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So looking back, do you have like a number one favorite memory at Arkansas? That's a good question. Man, number one favorite. There were, there were a lot of good times then. Yeah, it was, it was really, uh, it was a lot of good times. Uh, of course, winning all the bowl games, uh, even winning the Liberty Bowl, the one I was hurt at, that was a that was a good experience. The way we won it overtime, it was freezing cold. Uh, my boy Jay Wright, he won offensive MVP, and, I, and then Tremaine Thomas actually won defensive MVP. Two young guys at a bowl game, so that kind of like That's said, cool. kind of motivated me even more. Like we could really be good. That kind of motivated the team. That class that I came in with. We kind of saw that right then. That was going to be uh, some of my time. I know it, it was bad at the time, but some of the time that I was hurt, you know, that let me grow. That let me become a better tight end. They helped me study and watch DJ really close. They let yeah. me do weight room, gain weight. Uh, and I guess it, it just helped me time out everything right. Uh, 
of course, all my big games, uh, big catches that I had. My first catch ever, uh, my freshman year against ULM, Casey Dick throwing me the Cowboy Get It for the first time. Same one that Bobby P used on us at uh, Missouri State this year. Uh, that's one of his yeah. signature plays. You're bringing uh, back memories. AC Dick, I haven't heard that name in a minute. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you have a favorite touchdown of yours? Oh, uh, <laughs> favorite touchdown. I like my Georgia touchdown for sure. That's one of their the second Cowboy get it pass that I caught against Georgia. Cowboy get it pass. That was the I think one of our first and second touchdowns that game, and then my boy Greg Childs ended it down the sideline in the fourth quarter. We end up winning at Georgia. Yeah, that was our last time beating Georgia. <laughs> Man, I forgot about that. You're bringing back memories now. I know. I remember it in the news. I remember that that catch. It was like the headline of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It's a child's play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. did. Yep. So then after all that, you go into the draft. What is, like, the draft process like? And then, like, even, like the unknown that comes with being in the NFL. You don't Man, know if you're staying. You don't know if you're going. Yeah, it's kind of really crazy, but the junior year that I had was pretty good. I didn't finish it the way I wanted to. I had a good game, Mississippi State. I had a decent game against LSU when we were number three. They were number one. We were playing down there, and we ended up losing. Uh, but what people don't know, I actually tore my meniscus the Tennessee game, the game that Joe had that crazy punt return. Did I tore really? my discus. And uh, so I played the rest of the season, you know what I'm saying, just rehabbing. They would, you know what I'm saying, lighten my load a little bit at practice the rest of the season. Right. And I practiced through the bowl, and uh, I actually had some some wild flare-up the week of the Cotton Bowl. And uh, I didn't really play as good in the Cotton Bowl as I wanted to. And because I wanted to leave with all my guys, the class that I came in with, of course, I redshirted because of injury, but I knew mm -hmm. Joe, Greg, Jay, all of those guys were going to the draft. So mm -hmm. that was my plan to try to – I had a good season, and, but I was injured. I didn't really want to risk it that year. So once I had – I came back and was playing. I was playing lights out before I, those four games I played in. Uh, and I got injured. I was just focused on I got an agent as soon as that season was over. And uh, you just go in there and train. I was just trying to get as healthy as possible. I got invited to all the bowl games and, you know, the senior bowl and all of that. But yeah. I didn't really perform not playing football for two months. And these guys, you know what I'm saying, coming right off of practice. I didn't want to look rusty out there. Yeah. So I did just, you, yeah. Did you do the whole combine thing? Yeah, I did go to the combine and I, I killed it. I, I had the fastest 40 for the tight ends that year. I had the highest vertical. I remember that. I knew that, yeah. Had the uh the longest broad jump for tight ends in 2013. Yeah, my I had a unofficial 40 that they said was like 444. My first one was a little slow. I think I ran like 453. I was a little nervous, but yeah, my second one was a 444 unofficial. I think they got in the record books 45 flat. That's what they got. They didn't give me the true 44, but uh, yeah, I did the combine. And, and once I did that, uh, I kind of thought that, you know what I'm saying, my name would get back on the radar because, like I said, after my junior mm -hmm. year, I was a top I was a top five, top ten, you know what I'm saying, rated tight end on the board right. for my position. They usually, you know what I'm saying, now that I've been through it, they usually draft about 
13, maybe 15 tight ends in the draft out of out of the 200 and whatever. Right. 56. It's only about 13 tight ends that may be drafted. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? You want to be in that top 10 before going into the season. So I was there. So I felt like I was going to get drafted. But with the injuries and everything, uh, actually, I now looking back on it, I probably play, I probably was in a, a tight end class with two Hall of Famers. I met uh, and became kind of cool with uh, Travis Kelsey, Hurts, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tyler Eifert. Those were the top three tight ends. I kind of knew that they were the top. Guys, yeah, I didn't know you're in the defensive best. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. so that was my tight end class. That's what I was going up, with. yeah, tough yeah. crowd. I knew those three were kind of uh, those three were kind of gonna get drafted, but everybody else I felt like I was better than uh, and I ended up playing probably a little longer than all of those other guys that got drafted before me, too. Yeah, yeah. so when you're with the Bills, were you like you knew you were staying there for a while or like was there still unknown questions going on? I mean, uh, you get to that NFL and you're a seven round pick. Of course, that first year, you kind of on the bubble. Yeah. They uh, the, the writers that tell you that you're on the bubble, but uh, like I said, the way we work down here at Arkansas, Bobby Petrino kind of prepared us for the uh, football aspect of it and how to, how the business side of it was going to go and how to, how to prepare and how to go about it. So, uh, I just put my head down and worked and uh, really didn't listen to anything and let my performance show. And uh, like I said, being at four four years at Buffalo, never getting cut, uh, never been on practice squad. Uh, That's that's hard to say for a lot of seventh rounders, but uh, you end up staying in the league longest, I guess, because we got a chip on our shoulder, I guess. I hear you. All right, let's get back to Arch. What do you see in – what do you see that Pittman is doing right? And where do you see this program going? I guess is the question. Like, where do, where do, what do you see in this program that we got right now? Uh, well, I would say that uh, I think it's going in the right direction. Right now, uh, we just lost two. Well, we lo- yeah, we just lost two games back to back. A close one to uh, Texas A&M, where mistakes. I think we beat ourselves more than uh, Texas A&M. So uh, I don't look at that being anything to do with the coaches. Uh, we just got to go out there and play our game. And uh, this last one, of course, Bama, that was a tough task for us. I mean. Yeah, yeah that's just. That's they are, just we still gave them a good game. They let us back in the game. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Again, it's hard when you, uh, you, you can't turn the ball over against a good team like that and do things that, it, it, it's going to be tough. Get a lot of three and outs. You put the defense out there a lot. They got enough weapons. Even with the backup quarterback, they got a lot of enough weapons. Yeah. Are you, you know, friends with Pittman at all? Do you ever talk to Pittman? Uh, I've met him a few times. He actually coached my younger brother when he was on Bielema's staff and helped yeah. recruit him uh, when he was here. So he has a, a little better relationship with my brother. But when I, I do, I do still go around the program. Uh, yeah. I, uh, the tight ends coach, Coach uh, Coach Dow, uh, he uh, he coached in the NFL before, uh, so I kind of knew about him a little bit before he got there. And uh, I go around there and talk with the tight ends. Like I, I, I know Trey pretty good. Uh, the new kid, Ty Washington, I know him. Of course, I know Hudson Henry. Uh, I've been for a while. So, are you still close with your guys that you were playing with whenever you were here? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, got a we got an old old Bobby Petrino era uh group message that we still communicate. Still talking. With. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. We, so with Traylon being from Warren, have you talked to him here and there? Like, do you guys are you guys tight? They're mostly on on, on social media right now. I know he's kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, it's healthy from whatever happened in the game uh, last week. But yeah, yeah, I talked to him uh, when he's around here in Fayetteville. I might see him out. We might hang out. You know, uh, I know uh, his family. Uh, like when they came up here uh, for games, his family stayed at my home. Uh, some of his family that's my age that I grew up with, they used to come stay at my house. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I didn't yeah. realize how deep the Warren to NFL pipeline went. Hey, guys, we were doing research, and I was blown away by it all. And it's crazy, a small town like that. We got plenty of stories that's, 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 that's crazy, and it's just, like you say, a town of five, 6,000 people who now has had four people in the NFL, uh, like maybe – at least 10 guys go division one within the last 20 years. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. All right. Cindy, you got anything else? That's it. Cool. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, no problem. Yeah, man. Thank I you hope... for talking to us. All right. Cool. Thank you, Chris. All right. Y'all have a good one. You too. You too. See ya. Bye.